Hey guys, uh, welcome to Vet to Vet podcast, a new episode. Uh, if it's your first time listening, then thanks for coming and uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, as a short reminder, vet to vet is a non-profit educational project dedicated to assist veterans with uh, adjustment to civilian lifestyle and to provide assistance in obtaining your VA and the other available benefits uh, that um, you have earned. So um, today's topic is uh, hearing uh, loss and tinnitus, part two. Uh, if you want to check uh, the first one uh, where we lay down out the basic rules and uh, like most important information. At that time, uh, it's uh, season one, episode 18. So hearing loss and tinnitus, part one. So for most veterans, having to deal with hearing loss and tinnitus is quite uh, common. It's uh, nearly uh, one million of veterans uh, were compensated, like who are compensated for hearing loss and almost uh, 1.3 million veterans uh, are compensated for tinnitus. So a veteran with either of these two conditions may be wondering what is what needs to be established uh, to get the service connection for hearing loss and tinnitus. So for that, uh, you can check uh, episode... Uh, uh, Season 1. Episode 18. Yeah, 18. And then also this, um, this one as well. Yeah. And hopefully this works out and you guys get a better idea of how to be more successful with it. So, basically, tinnitus or ringing in the ears isn't a disease but a symptom which can result from a wide range of underlying causes. One of the most common ones is prolonged exposure to abnormally loud sounds in the ear canal, ear infections, foreign objects in the ear, allergies, uh, fluid, wax buildup, Tinnitus can also build up. Uh, can, tinnitus can also be noticed uh, as part of the natural aging process, as side effects of some medications uh, or uh, genetic hearing loss. However, the most common cause is noise-induced hearing loss, which is common for practically anybody that's ever joined the military. Hearing loss is defined as any degree of uh, impairment of the ability to comprehend sound. If you are diagnosed with both uh, hearing loss and tinnitus, this may be uh, a way for you to be entitled to one separating for the hearing loss and another for the tinnitus. So hearing loss and tinnitus are two separate disabilities you could claim. So keep that in mind. The following is needed to establish service connections. So kind of like the three, uh, three-legged stool kind of deal. 
You want to have a current diagnosis of the condition showing that it's still bugging you today. Evidence of an event that caused the condition, so like your military MOS, training, stuff like that. And a medical opinion if, if it's possible to link the current condition to your service. I know most of the time it's kind of hard to get a doctor to write a letter, but if possible that's your best bet. So to go along with uh, the list above, two types of tests are needed to prove a claim for hearing loss. These tests will include a controlled speech discrimination test or the Maryland CNC test and a pure tone uh, audiometry test. The Maryland CNC test is a particular word list that is used to test your ability to hear spoken words. A pure tone test is different tones that must be detected at varying frequencies, low frequencies to high frequencies. Even if you're, uh, you only claim hearing loss in one ear, both ears should be tested. Examinations will be conducted without the use of hearing aids. This will prevent any biased results. These tests should be performed by a state licensed audiologist. The VA will take the, audi uh, the auditory test results and use the numeric formula to determine the actual rating that will be assigned if they agree to it. This formula can be found in section 4.85 of the uh, Code of Federal Regulations. And typical ratings for hearing loss are usually like around 0 to 10%, but it's not impossible to hit higher levels to include 100%, depending on the severity of it. Um, when it comes to tinnitus, tinnitus is one of the most common claimed disabilities when it comes to applying for compensation. So if you're one of those guys out there that think, oh, I'm healthy, I don't have anything to claim, tinnitus is probably your safe bet to at least get your foot in the door. And of course, you know, hearing loss comes in a close second. Uh, the statistic comes from a 2015 annual be benefits report the report shows that 9.6% of veterans claim tinnitus and about 5.2% of veterans claim hearing loss. Yet these two disabilities will be denied time and again. The bottom line is that it's very important to have the three components mentioned earlier to establish service connection for hearing loss and or tinnitus. A current diagnosis, evidence that it, that it was causing service in some kind of way, and a doctor's medical opinion trying to link it to service. Any veteran struggling with tinnitus and hearing loss should not give up or become discouraged if they are denied the first time or even the second time around. This is a real, uh, real issue for many veterans and a rule you guys should apply. You know, if you really believe this is due to your service, then keep fighting it. Don't give up. Here we have uh, uh, a number of uh, codes for different uh, ear conditions. Yeah, so keep in mind that it's not just hearing loss and tinnitus. There could be a bunch of little factors, you know. Uh, code uh, 6100 is hearing loss that's, you know, basically due to loud noises and things like that. Uh, 6202 is abnormal uh, growth of the bone in the middle ear, which is affecting your hearing. And then uh, loss of the auricle is the little guy inside your ear that will definitely make you lose hearing. And then, of course, uh, 6211 is uh, the membrane, you know, so if you get a hole in your eardrum. And then, of course, tinnitus is 6260. Um, yeah, um, so um, 
right now we have a little detailed information that would make a difference in between the first uh, yeah and the podcast and this one so auditory pro uh, processing disorders there are signs of uh, auditory processing disorders a apd a learning disability that impacts the brain's ability to filter and interpret sounds people with apd have a hard time receiving organizing and using auditory information they're able to hear but fail short in listening apd is a diagnosis that encapsulates uh, three areas of disability lois cam describes them this way the first problem occurs in the brain's analysis of the auditory signal. The ear hears normally in the sent information through the auditory pathways to the central nervous system. But as the signal travels, the brain has trouble discriminating between the acoustic characteristics of the sound. And it doesn't uh, recognize how an S sound is different from a B sound, for example. So they kind of just cancel out and maybe blend together. The second problem occurs during analysis of the linguistic phonetic auditory signal. The brain has trouble blending the sounds of the letters to understand a word and stores its meaning. The sound of a C-A-T does not translate to a type of animal, for example. The third problem involves processing the meaning of the language. This is how we associate sound of the word cat with an image of a furry thing living in the, in the living room floor. When one of these processes is interrupted from a person with AD, APD, it causes a disconnect between what was said and what was understood. Yeah, uh, so um, what does APD look like exactly? So here we have some symptoms of APD as its most general APD is a glitch in the brain's ability to filter and process sounds. So a person with APD doesn't have difficulty hearing uh, but most likely he has a difficulty to process uh, what he perceives. So he perceives the sound incorrectly and it affects his ability to distinguish between uh, similar sounds. Uh, da and ga, for example, uh, ra and ma, probably. Some common signs of APD, according to uh, Louis Kama, are... Huh? What? Difficulty following multi-step directions, difficulty hearing in noisy environments, mishearing sounds or words, delayed language development, uh, potentially poor in social skills, difficulty learning to read, poor spelling, seem, uh, seems to be missing information, well, things like that. So types of APD, there's a few of them. So. There's sound discrimination problems. When children learn to talk, they mimic the sounds they hear to produce speech. A person with APD may not speak clearly using similar dot instead of that, uh, free instead of three. Rather than exact sounds, um, long after the peers have corrected themselves, typically people with uh, faulty sound discrimination will run words together or drop word endings and um, emphasize syllables when speaking. Hmm. Reading and spelling may also be affected. Auditory memory problems. This part of the disorder makes it difficult for a child to memorize numbers and facts and also affects his reading and language skills. Children with auditory memory problems typically take longer to learn their telephone numbers and addresses and have difficulty remembering basic math facts. Verbal instructions 
and uh, lists are similar, similarly tough for, to retain. Language processing problems. This component of APD is the most troublesome. It affects a child's ability to understand what's being asked of him and to socialize with peers. A child with this cognitive glitch has trouble taking uh, oral tests and, has, and becomes confused when reading and telling stories with lots of characters and events. He'll often pass up a chance to hold a conversation because of the time that it takes to process word, uh, words being spoken and to formulate responses. So APD and uh, ADHD. So some studies suggest that 50% of individuals diagnosed with ADHD may also have APD. So other studies have that APD exists with another condition 60% or 60% of the time. Most commonly with ADHD, a sensory integration disorder, visual processing, processing disorder, um, and executive uh, function deficit. In other words, symptoms, symptoms of APD and ADHD often overlap. Just as difficulty uh, filtering and processing sounds can affect the child's ability to focus, so too can uh, ADHD symptoms affect APD. So some experts even believe that APD is a manifestation of uh, ADHD, uh, though most contend that they are separate disorders. So generally, people with ADHD exhibit um, inattention, distractibility, hyperactivity, impulsivity, and, and environments. Children with APD, on the other hand, may appear distracted in noisy environments, but usually don't have difficulty focusing and paying attention in quiet spaces. Many children with APD are exquisitely sensitive to sound. In fact, some say that they experience pain when they hear certain sounds, a blender, a train engine, or police sirens, for example. Children with ADHD may be poor listeners and have difficulty understanding or remembering verbal information, uh, but it's the attention deficit that is the impeding that is impeding their ability to um, access or to use auditory information that is coming in, not the process of the brain. So the following characteristics of APD from the National Institute on Deafness and other uh, communication disorders sound similar to ADHD, has trouble paying attention and to remembering information presented orally, has problems carrying out multi-step directions, has poor listening skills, needs more time to process information, has behavior problems, has difficulty with reading, comprehension, spelling, and vocabulary. Children with ADHD may be misdiagnosed with APD and vice versa, but if an adult has subpar listening ability, he may be perceived as passive-aggressive, oppositional, withholding, withholding emotionally, or argumentative rather than the individual with an attention deficit or auditory processing deficit. Causes of APD? The underlying cause of APD isn't known. Experts debate whether hereditary or environment or both are responsible for the condition. While the human auditory system is fully developed at birth, auditory pathways don't mature until the age of 12. Because of this, early influences such as poor uh, nutrition, a mother's exposure to cigarettes or alcohol, childhood malnutrition, or chronic ear infections may negatively affect the auditory processing. Mature birth, Lyme disease, or other brain infections. Close head injury and exposure to low levels of heavy 
Metals, lead, or mercury may also play a role. The good news is that because of the auditory pathways continue to develop until adolescence, APD is especially responsive to early intervention. Yeah, um, like most of the information present, presented here uh, is about uh, uh, children, uh, but uh, because there are much more studies uh, that connect those kind of disorders uh, um, to different uh, levels of uh, development of a child, but it's still uh, valid for uh, VA because uh, like if you are probably a younger vet and still having issues uh, hearing, even though you pass uh, like regular auditory uh, hearing uh, test, that uh, might be a condition that you are experiencing. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit more difficult to find the right doctor that who would be able you know, to run all the tests uh, on you and, and find the right doctor in, even in the VA facility because it's not just a regular 10-15 minutes uh, uh, you know tonal auditory test and probably like a words test but it's uh, like a two hours test a series of tests and then only then like with the right doctor you would be able to um, claim this uh, disability and it the doctor would fit it in one of the codes that exist in a VA book and you might be able to get a hearing aid. The tests that, uh, they, um, that uh, they run called uh, decotic listening test. Or so the decotic listening test, one of these tests include, including an auditory processing disorder, the APD test battery is a di uh, dichotic test. Close enough. Dichotic listening refers to the ability to repeat di different stimuli that are presented to the right and left ears at the same time. For example, in a dichotic digits test, the patient may hear two, four in one ear and in the same ear, five, one in the other. For example, in the dichotic digits test, the patient may hear two, four in one ear and at the same time hear five, one in the other ear. The staggering spondaic words and the competing words test in, within the SCAN-C test battery are two of the other dichotic tests that allow us to evaluate dichotic listening skills. The purpose of this case study is to compare the results obtained from the CW and the SSW test in a child diagnosed with the combined type of attention deficit disorder and the APD. Yeah, so those are the words from uh um, from the manual that they use to test kids, but the same applies for, uh, for vets. Yep. So the scan A test for auditory processing disorders, the, in <clears throat> the scan A test for auditory processing disorders, the in inability or impaired ability to attend to discriminate, recognize, remember, or comprehend information presented auditorily, even though the individual has normal intelligence and hearing acuity. Poor performance on central auditory tests reflects difficulty processing auditory information at the brainstem and the cortical levels, not at the level of the external auditory canal, middle ear, cochlea, or auditory nerve. So then you start to question where is the damage? Competing words, the subject hears two words simultaneously, one word presented in each ear. The subject is 
instructed to repeat the words present presented, repeating the word heard in right ear first, followed by the word in the left ear and vice versa. Competing sentences, pair of sentences unrelated in topic are presented simultaneously to both ears. The sentences have simultaneously onset and offset times. The subject is instructed to direct attention to the stimuli presented in one ear while ignoring the stimuli presented in the other. Yeah, you might also have a words in noise uh, or wind testing, and maybe some other ones. Uh, but uh, those kind of tests are very, very uncommon uh, for VA, and uh, it's, uh, it's not that easy to find the right doctor who would be able to do that. But there are some doctors. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us do have hearing loss. A lot of us do have attention issues. So you don't know if you're part of the APD or the ADHD group, but might as well find out. So that's it, guys, for today. And as always, we have a, a section if uh, do you have any book? Yeah, book there was a, a really cool book I read. Um, the Signal and Noise by Ryan Silver. His last name's Silver for sure, but it's called The Signal and the Noise. And it's pretty cool when, try when you're trying to figure out probability and analytics, because it's all probable. It's nothing for sure. So you're trying to figure out the signal out of the BS. <laughs> and a quote or words of wisdom of the day? Don't you forget that you're first Marines. Not all the communists in hell can overrun you. Yeah, said by Lieutenant General Lewis uh, Chesty Puller. So when he was surrounded by eight enemy divisions. And that is a real man right there. So you should check up Chesty Puller if you don't know who the hell that is. Uh, that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Until next time, over and out. Thank you.